No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that as Moses comes to the end of his life, he instructs Israel to set their hearts on all the words of this law, for it is their life. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 32 on Simply the Bible. What if you knew it was your last day to live? It was Moses' last day on earth, and he knew it. We pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 45. Moses finished speaking all these words to all Israel. And he said to them, Set your hearts on all the words which I testify among you today, which you shall command your children to be careful to observe all the words of this law. Moses had given them this book of the law, which was the second law or the retelling of the law. He had given them the song of Moses, which would be a witness against them when they turned away from the Lord. And when he had finished speaking all these things to the people, then he told them to set their hearts on all these words and command their children to carefully observe them. Recently, we just went to a men's retreat. We call it man camp because men don't like to retreat from anything. The theme was return to Bethel, and it was based on lessons from the life of Jacob. Jacob met the Lord at Bethel, which means the house of God. And later in his life, God told him to go back to Bethel. But now he had a great family with livestock and servants. So he had to first prepare them to go to the house of God, where they would build an altar to the Lord. I have realized that this is God's plan for every man. God wants us to lead our wives and children into the worship of the Lord. And there is such a huge need in our country for men to take seriously their God-given role as the spiritual leader in their homes. Toward the end of Joshua's life, we will see that he would declare, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, it's good when a man can say that about his household. But the truth is, is that the only way this happens is if we are setting our hearts on knowing God's word and teaching it to our children. We really have to make it a priority. With all my heart, I believe that this is the need of the hour. As goes the family, so goes the nation. And we need people who fear God and are careful to obey his commandments. And we need husbands and fathers who are willing to take these things from the Lord and share them with their families. It begins here with instruction in the home. There's nothing more critical and nothing more rewarding. Therefore, we have named this effort the Bethel Project. Verse 47, For it is not a futile thing for you because it is your life. And by this word, you shall prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. Moses said that these words were their life. If they would keep these words, then they would prolong their life. But if they neglected these words, 
then it would end their lives prematurely. This literally was a matter of life or death. Have we found the word of God to be our life? Earlier, Moses told the children of Israel about God's dealings with them in the wilderness. In Deuteronomy 8.3, he said, So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. It was during their times of humbling when they could not fend for themselves and they realized how dependent that they were upon God. And then God provided for them all that they needed. They realized then that life didn't only consist of working to earn your bread, but the word of God was important. Keeping the word of God was vital. And if they kept the word of God, then God would provide all that they needed. Therefore, life does not consist only of natural bread. That is our material food, clothing, and shelter, and and material stuff. But life also consists of knowing and keeping every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Often, it is only during the times of personal humbling, when we can't do stuff ourselves, that we learn this lesson of complete dependency upon the provision of God. When Jesus was tempted by the devil to turn stones into bread, he quoted Deuteronomy 8.3, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. So what's the lesson for us? We must find our life in the word of God. These are the words of eternal life, and we need them to overcome the devil, the world, and the flesh. There's simply no other way but to feed on the life that is available to us through the word of God. We are told in Psalm 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So let me ask you this. Do you want to prosper in everything that you do? Do you want to just continue living and not withering as you grow older? Well, here's the deal. Meditate upon the word day and night. You got a promise there. And don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, but feed on the life of the word of God. When I was 16 years old, I picked up a Bible that had a checklist of all the books of the Bible. And I determined that I was going to read it cover to cover by hook or by crook. I forgot how long it took me. But since that time, I have lost count how many times I've read through the Bible. And yet, each time I do, the Lord shows me things I've never seen before. It is life to me. Systematically reading the Bible has become a vital part of my life, and I can't imagine living life without the wisdom, guidance, and encouragement that the Word provides. 
So if you haven't discovered the joy of living by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, then I would encourage you to start feeding on it and pray that God would make it alive to you and would cause it to be your delight. Verse 48, Then the Lord spoke to Moses that very same day, saying, Go up this mountain of Abiram, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, across from Jericho. View the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel as a possession, and die on the mountain which you ascend, and be gathered to your people just as Aaron your brother died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. Because you trespassed against me among the children of Israel at the waters of Meribah, Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, because you did not hallow me in the midst of the children of Israel. Yet you shall see the land before you, though you shall not go there, into the land which I am giving to the children of Israel. Now Moses knew this day would come. God had warned him told him that he couldn't go into the promised land because he had sinned. And so he spent the last month instructing the people with the book of Deuteronomy. And it carried this sense of urgency that Moses knew these were his last words to the children of Israel. But now it was time for him to go up to the top of Mount Nebo and die. Moses knew the day of his death which is something most of us do not know. And frankly, I'm thankful that I don't know that day in advance. But it was somewhat ironic that Moses was talking to the people about the word of God bringing them life when God had made it clear to him that it was time for him to die. And this all happened because Moses misrepresented God at the waters of Meribah. You'll recall that God told him to speak to the rock when the people were thirsty and the rock would bring forth water. But instead, Moses said, must we strike this rock, you rebels? You know, and he misrepresented God and he struck the rock twice and God did bring forth the water. But God said, listen, Moses, you misrepresented me out there. You didn't honor me and hallow me before the people. Therefore, you cannot go into the promised land. And you know, the thing is, is God is absolutely true to his word. And even in Moses' last day, God was reminding him of this. You recall, this is why this happened, Moses, is because you transgressed against me there at the waters of Meribah. And you know, I think something that when a person comes to the end of their life, it's good for us to remember the things where we have transgressed and repent over those things knowing that the blood of Jesus is sufficient to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and prepare us for eternity. God had mercy on Moses and took him to the top of Mount Hor and showed him all of this land of promise, all the land that he had hoped and aspired to be able to go to one day. He wouldn't be able to go there. God would take him right then and there while he was up on top of the mountain. But he got to see it with his eyes. And the beautiful thing is, is that he did ultimately get over to the promised land. You recall when Jesus was transfigured on the mountain, who was with him? But Moses and Elijah. He did finally make it. Not in the time that he originally wanted. 
Likewise, for every believer in Jesus Christ, God has appointed a day when we will go into that land of promise. And for now, we just sort of see it from afar off. But then we shall meet him face to face. Let's close our time together today in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the promise of your word. We thank you that your word does bring us life, not only for now, but for all eternity. And I would pray that anyone hearing this today who does not know that they know you, does not know that if they died today, they would go and be with you, that today, Father, you would minister to them the truth of the gospel, that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Father, thank you that you've given us that assurance that one day we shall pass from this life and stand in your presence, for to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see that Moses gives his final blessing to the tribes of Israel just before he dies. They're the last words of this mighty servant of God, so we hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.